Merry Christmas and welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us this Christmas Eve. I hope that if you're working or are at home and couldn't get to a service, that you feel a special welcome from all of us, especially if this is your first time here. Today we are going to be talking about how Jesus the Savior was born, and if you have any questions, want to get involved, or just let us know that you're here, please text HELLO4 to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus. And there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship. Come 
Merry Christmas Eve. What a special night to welcome you to church at home. I'm Anna and my husband Greg and I are excited to spend this most holy of nights together with you. We don't know your circumstances right now, if you're in lockdown at home alone, if your family's far away and unable to be with you this year, or if you're fighting an illness and in quarantine, or if you just enjoy watching church at home. Whatever your reason for joining us on Christmas Eve, we're honored to spend time with you. 2020 has been a year with many challenges on many levels. We all long for respite, for joy, for hope of some good news. Christmas Eve is the night on the church calendar where hope takes on flesh and becomes a reality in our world. Our desire is that this next 30 minutes will provide you a bit of that hope and good news. Prepare your heart to receive it. This is sacred time. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you. Take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness you've been holding in. Gather friends or family around you or contact someone over the phone and watch with them. And if you can't because it's Christmas Eve, that's okay, we're here with you. Let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. And together we begin with the words Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. In response, we say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christians throughout the ages have solidified their beliefs in creeds. One of the most used creeds is called the Apostles' Creed. We're going to say together the words of this creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is the first time. Shoot a text to 474747 with the word Hello Core to let us know you're here, even at Christmas Eve. We still want to know that you are here. And when you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there's any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them and send them to us. We would love to find time in the new year to talk more deeply about what you hear. Tonight, Grace is going to share with us about Jesus, our true hope in the world, and it all starts with a baby. Thank you for joining us for this Christmas Eve of Church at Home. If you're watching this, I'm guessing that maybe you can't get to a Christmas Eve service, or maybe you're out working so that the rest of us can go to a Christmas Eve service. And I just want to say thank you and know that we're with you in prayers and in all those all the ways that we can come around you. And if you don't belong to a church and you're looking for a place where people will accept you and, and even love you for who you are and wherever you are with God, you found it. Not just church at home, but church of the resurrection down the road. Welcome. Now, let us pray just a minute. Almighty God, give us your Holy Spirit to be our interpreter. Lead us through the written word, your word in the Bible, to him who is the incarnate word, Jesus Christ, let him step off the pages of scripture into our lives. Amen.
It's a wonderful woman who was a Holocaust survivor who says this of Christmas. Who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that he gave his only son. The only requirement is to believe in him. The reward of faith is that you shall have everlasting life. Babies change everything. We all know that, right? Before they change anything, they change everything. I'll never forget the birth of our third child. It was amazing. I remember every detail from the hospital room, the clean yet sterile room, the crisp snow that had fallen on that Colorado day, the big bright sky of the high desert, and a new beautiful little girl. She looked like an angel. Amazing. The busyness faded away in that very moment, and all other concerns just vanished. All I could do was hold this precious baby, dumbstruck and amazed. This evening we celebrate something even more amazing. The waiting is over. Those who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. They're bathed in glorious light. They're dumbstruck. They're amazed. Because God extends his favor and his peace to people who have done nothing to deserve it. And that's amazing. Babies change everything before they change anything. The watching shepherds were terrified, and then they were amazed. In Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, it says this, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, unto you is born Christ the Lord. They were terrified. They had real fear. Why? Because the messenger, the messenger was an angel. He was a a warrior. It's like seeing a marine only three times larger, huge, supernatural, surprising, and not a vision. Why not a vision? Because they all, all of the shepherds saw the same thing. But the message wasn't the only thing. The message, Christ, the Lord, God, the creator of the whole universe, comes to live amongst his creation and to take charge, to be the Lord. The reality of the creator of the universe, the one who knit together every fiber of our being, choosing to come and live among us, well, that is terrifying. Why? Because he would know, see, and realize every darkness inside of me. It's a mix of hope and terror. God's kingly reign is what we long for. It's the thing we want. We need somebody who can put things back together, but it's terror because God, the king of the universe, is coming to dethrone, to take me off the throne of the kingdom of me. You see, there can only be one king. There's terror at that, but there's also amazement. To be amazed is to wonder, to be astonished. These men were woken from their slumbery watching of sheep by amazing news, news that God extends favor, kindness, grace to people who have done nothing to deserve it. Shepherds are the lowliest of the low. They had the the job that no one else wanted, and God is coming to them. You see, babies change everything before they change anything, and it's amazing. The second thing I want us to understand is that watching angels can't contain their amazement. And they, these warrior angels, begin to sing. It says in the text, And suddenly 
There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those with whom he is pleased. Peace? Pleased? God is pleased and offering peace to me and to you? I thought we were the problem. Have they seen this place? Why are they speaking peace when that's not what we deserve? God amazes us, looking into the the problems and challenges, not just with the world around us, but the world in me, and he invades with quiet peace. Compare that to D-Day, that great, important battle. There were 150,000 U.S. troops, 4,100 landing craft, 12,000 aircraft, In the first hours, 2,400 died, 100,000 were wounded and missing over the next few days. Why? Because it was important for the good guys to make an all-out assault against evil. And so they threw everything they had at this evil, and God does it a different way. He sends one small baby in a manger, one born prepared to die for all so that many would be spared. Why this all-out assault on evil? Because God's good news is found in unlikely places. The good news is a baby. Frederick Buechner, writing in a book called The Hungering Dark, says, Those who believe in God can never in a way be sure of him again. Once they've seen him in a stable, they can never be sure where he will appear or to what lengths he will go and what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation he will descend in his wild pursuit of man. Babies change everything before they change anything. And it's amazing. It's amazing to know that God is for us. Why? Well, simply put this way, because of the gospel. Here's what the gospel is. You're more sinful than you'd ever dare to believe but you're more loved in Jesus than you could ever dare to hope. This is good news, and I want to make sure that you hear it. Uh, Some of you might keep God at arm's length, and that's understandable because sometimes it seems like God is St. Nick, a jolly, grandfatherly, yet yet distant, weird uncle. If you're good, you get goodies. If you're bad, you get coal. And if God is like that, then he seems capricious or, or like he's waiting till you get out of line so he can slap you down. If God is disinterested and distant, then he holds a grudge. You see, this baby is no Saint Nick. Saint Nick keeps a list and he's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's been naughty or nice, but God is not like that. He keeps a list for sure. But the first recipients of the gospel of the good news were those who were outcast, were poor unwed mothers, were humans who have made a mess of this whole planet. Do you see what God does? He goes to the despised and outcast, to humans. Why? What's so amazing about us? What's so amazing about us is just the simple reality that God loves us, enough to come down, to become human, and to die for us, babies change everything before they do anything. And it's amazement. Amazement is the proper heart attitude, and sharing is the proper response. 
What's interesting about these passages when you read them at Christmas time is to look at who's missing. Where are the religious leaders? The shepherds believed the message and they went to confirm it for themselves. The angels heard the message and they came immediately. All the people in the story are coming to Jesus, except for one group of people. There's a contrast here between the lowly and those that were on the top of the food chain. The religious leaders, they're nowhere to be found. Which is wild because they knew where the baby was to be born. They had the Bible memorized. They knew all of the prophets. They would have seen all of the signs, but yet they were blind guides. And they didn't take the time or make the effort to confirm the news for themselves. The story about the shepherds and the angels and the poor unwed mother Mary, all of them being there, is even further complicated when the religious leaders of Israel don't go, but wise men come, these pagan wise men, astrologers. What did they do with their knowledge? They came, saw the baby, and then they spread the news. Verse 17 says, And when they had seen it, they made it known abroad. These first pagans became followers of Jesus. They were the first missionaries. These shepherds who were outcast were missionaries who went back to share the good news. And Mary, Mary keeps all of these things in her heart and ponders them. So I want to ask you a question. Where are you in this story? The gospel is good news that God sets aside everything to come and live among humans. And that's amazing. The question is, one of humility. Who are you in the story? Are you one of the religious leaders choosing to ignore or even seek the demise of this new king? Do you take all of this as another Saint Nick ploy to make you behave? Are you like Mary, pondering what all this means, anxious to see what comes next, amazed at what God's doing and storing it up in your heart? Or maybe you're like the shepherds, amazed and ready to share. And the question is, who do you need to share this with? Remember the first story I told you about Corey Tenboom, a Holocaust survivor? She said this of Christmas. Who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that he gave his only son. The only requirement is to believe in him. The reward of faith is that you shall have everlasting life. And that's amazing. What a great message on the fact that one baby changed everything. I love hearing stories about how this baby turned king, named Jesus, changes hearts and lives today. If you've not experienced this, or you want to more fully experience that life change, use the feedback form and Greg, Ron, or I will get back to you. We would love to help you walk in his newness of life this new year. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. We like to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess to Him. I wonder, are there times when your heart's been restless this week? Times when you haven't gone to God, but to other people, things, or substances to meet your needs? Times when the Christmas spirit didn't fill you the way you thought it should? Take a few moments to reflect on this week and confess those things to God. Together, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness. 
by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your Son. Remake us and lead us by your Spirit, the Comforter. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen your life and his kingdom and keep you upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ, our merciful high priest. Amen. I want you to know tonight that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you feel. And he meets you with words of welcome. Listen to these words of Jesus to all who turn to him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. These words remind us of the truth that Jesus is our hope. He's the one who loves us, came to be with us, and wants to change our lives with his hope and love. And as a result of this hope, we can turn and offer peace to each other. I say the peace of the Lord be always with you, and you say back to me, and also with you. As we say the word peace, we realize that the world is greatly lacking in peace right now, even on Christmas Eve. We've heard news all year of bad news. Hearts have been heavy. And we remember, though, we have a Savior who came to offer hope and peace. We can turn to Him with all our needs and wants, and He both hears and answers our prayers. Join me in praying to this God. Father, we pray tonight on Christmas Eve that you will lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace. Guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all. We pray for leaders around the world that are not celebrating Christmas because they don't know you. I pray that you would awaken them to know you, that your truth, the story of who you are, would go forth, and many leaders of many countries would come to know you. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. We pray this evening for churches that are having services, whether live stream or together or distanced, that they would feel a new amount of your Holy Spirit. Your presence would be real among them. That the words that they sing and the scripture that they read would be real, would come alive in new and deep ways, and that you would embolden your church for new and deep ministry in 2021. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Add your prayers for those that you care about, who are not doing well. Father, I pray especially for those that are watching. If they are home due to COVID, if they are home with sickness or infirmities, if they are home um, because their bodies are failing, Lord, we pray that you would touch them, 
that you would bring healing and wholeness and encouragement in their spirits and their bodies tonight. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then together, let us pray as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make us strong in faith and love, defend us on every side and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. Thank you for spending Christmas Eve with us. May you have a blessed Christmas morning tomorrow.
Thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives through the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a few ways to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in any of these ways or learning more, please text hello forward 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways. These groups really try to dive deep together, and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.